What's good, podcast world? Welcome back to Balls Deep. This is episode 12. I'm your co-host, Zach Wonderwick. As always, joined by co-hosts Chance Rich and David Burgess. Chance, how are you, brother? Doing well, man. It's great to be back. Good to see you guys. I've been doing some super hella dad shit here lately, man, so I appreciate you guys uh, getting back with me. I feel you, dude. And, dude, just for the record, I missed the fuck out of you last week. (laughs) (laughs) I'll miss you too, man. (laughs) Got our other co-host here, David Burgess. David, how are you, brother? Hey, beautiful day in the neighborhood. Chance, it's good to have you back this week, man. I also miss you. You know, got a couple guests that are near and dear to my heart, so I'm ready to get it going. Yep, and speaking on the guests, we got two guests this week. First time in Balls Deep history. First one, good buddy of of the co-hosts. Uh, Barry Parks. Barry, we've, we've shouted Barry out a couple times for his tattoos. Uh, Barry, how are you, brother? Doing well. It's good to be on here. Uh, being part of the process, seeing y'all put this together, it's been pretty cool. Getting to, to draw the logo was was awesome. So, uh, glad to join. Glad to be here, y'all. Absolutely. And and that's another thing. We've shouted you out for the, for the logo, but now that you're here, we can tell you personally, thank you for the logo. Yeah, good looking, fam. Yep, no problem. I enjoyed it. And our second... Uh, special guest today. Uh, we told you guys last week, uh, TJ Acker deployed with David uh, overseas. Uh, TJ, we appreciate the hell out of your service, man. I uh, can't tell you enough. I know you probably hear it a lot, but we really do appreciate the hell out of you and David for what you guys did. How are you, brother? I'm good. I appreciate the support. Uh, it's uh, It means a lot, you know, when you go downrange and have support from everybody back home. And uh, this is my first time talking with all of y'all, except for David. But Barry, I want to tell you, appreciate the logo that you did for our deployment too. Uh, everybody, everybody that was with us, uh, love that design too. Now we have now we have David on our shirts for the rest of our lives, though. <laughs> that was that was also a really fun one to draw. I'm glad I could help out. Hey, any any so. tattoo needs, logo needs, whatever it is, hit up Barry Parks. He's in charge of the rest of y'all, though. but with that being said i think we got a good episode here um tj i know you know a lot about baseball me and chance are the baseball guys of this podcast david getting into it a little bit barry real don't give a shit about it but uh, true we'll start with mlb quick little topic here um we had another we had another no hitter last week we talked about you know my old teammate john means throws a no hitter and then we have another one uh this week it's crazy. It's the most no-hitters that, that the MLB has seen at this part of the season. Um, Chance, we'll let you take the reins on this one. On you, you think it's just – you think it's just, hell, we've had more no-hitters and it's just part of it, or do you, do you see any reasoning behind it? Man, I, I honestly – I think uh, both sides of the ball are getting better and better every year, but it looks like, you know, the pitching side is just taking the reins and uh, starting to shove. You're seeing a lot of nastiness coming out of these guys, a lot of below. A lot of these guys are sitting mid mid to high nines coming off, you know, starting on the bump. So I just think – I honestly think, uh, you know, the, the route it's going is the pitchers are just get, getting better and better every year. And uh, and so far it's, it's showing with, you know, the most no-hitters that has uh, ever happened this far in uh, the MLB season, man. It's, it's pretty awesome to watch. Absolutely. And then, TJ, I'll let you add on to that. I just want to throw up, like, I agree with you, Chance, on, on everything. I, the, both sides of the ball get better every year. I mean, it's just a whole different athlete than what we have now in professional sports. And that goes across the board. Basketball, baseball, football, you know, they're just – they're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster. Um, I, I personally think that 
it has a little bit to do with, you know, we had the year of the home run. What was that, two years ago or whatever? Yeah. Seems like they're breaking the home run record every year. And, um, uh, I mean, people were saying juiced balls, you know, like the balls are juiced, the balls are juiced. People start looking into it. Maybe they were juicing the balls and now they're not, you know, like home runs are down, but still like a no hitter, juice ball or not, like you're still going out nine innings, not giving up any hits. You know what I mean? I just think it's a, I think it's a testament to, you know, pitchers are just getting better. They throw harder, shit moves more, like <laughs> it's harder to hit. Yep. What do you think about yeah, that? I think that uh, we can we can chalk this as just a culmination of uh, all of the AAU, all the pitching uh, coaches that are out there, and just kids kids going out there every single day and just throwing. There's so many kids. Uh, I coach youth ball, and there's so many kids that are uh, they're playing baseball. They're sport specific. I'm not a huge fan of that, but I think that has a lot to do with how good the pitchers are at yet such a young age. Yeah, I can see that. It seems like <clears throat> like today with the way like online stuff is, so many video games and stuff like that, like there's still just as much kids that like to go out and play sports and do physical activity on the, you know what I'm saying? Like it kind of gets hyper centralized like everybody sits at home to play video games all the time when that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? There's still kids out there staying after practice, running drills in football, going more, you know, at practice in baseball and stuff like that. And I agree, I think that contributes, you know, a great deal to the, the type of athletes you see now because it's like they see the future on the horizon you know what I mean like I can be you know Derrick Henry I can be that guy you know what I'm saying so they go out there and chase it like they didn't maybe necessarily before I agree, yeah, I agree that, with that. that's a really awesome point I, and I like the way TJ brought up the AAU thing because the way AAU, AAU and all these tournament teams like just going through other sports are set up you're getting the best of the best playing the best of the best. So, so every year, you know, they're going to get better and better. And with technology increasing and, and becoming a, a big thing in sports nowadays, we're only we're, – we're not even, like, hitting the peak of, you know, <laughs> human performance yet if you yeah. really want to go that far because, I mean, it's only going to get better and better in the future anyways. No, I so, agree. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing thing to watch. And the pitchers, the pitchers right now are, are absolutely cleaning it up, man, and it's – it's a beautiful thing to watch if you're if you're a baseball fan. Yeah, and I want to hit think, on that real quick because I don't think it can be stated enough, like, how much nutrition and training and all the science that goes into that affects the caliber athletes now. Like, you know, having, like I said, their nutrition dialed in, their training dialed in, their recovery dialed in, even from a young age, that's a huge factor into why people are the way they are now. Well, we, yes, talked, we talked about it in another podcast back – I mean – Babe Ruth's one of the all-time greats. Back when he was playing, he's eating fucking hot dogs in the dugout. Yeah, he's <laughs> smoking cigars in between innings. They thought lifting weights was bad. Like, if you got a, if we have a Jack Swole in shape, Babe Ruth, like, what the fuck would he have done? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one thousand home runs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Or, or I mean, hell, even if he had the option to juice, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> the thing back then, Could you like, imagine Hank Aaron? If they were juicing up, like, there would be records that would never be touched. Right. <laughs> they were great without it. Yeah. Yeah. Could, I mean, I, I, like I said, I think a lot of it. Hot dogs and smoking scores, though. Yeah. I mean, it <laughs> didn't affect him. <laughs> I mean, he hit over 700 home runs eating hot dogs and smoking cigars. Like, that might have made him peak. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. 
What's in them hot dogs back yeah. there? That's the real question. Shit, when Cruz gets up and starts playing, I'm going to start feeding hot dogs in between innings and see what happens. <laughs> so so if, if, every, if all these pitchers out here throwing no-nos and, and doing all this, has, has anybody even thought about what Shotani can do? Like, if he throws a no-hitter, is he the best pitcher in Major League Baseball? Because he also hits the shit out of the ball. Yeah, and, and Chance – that was one of Chance's topics he wanted to talk about like three or four weeks ago on just the versatility of Otani, and it's unbelievable. I mean, he's he's up there right now, and he's up there in the top five in ERA, and he's up there in the top five in home runs. Like, the dude can do it all. And he played a position after he was pulled from a game earlier this week. Yeah. That, that blew my mind. That was they, insane. They had to in order to keep his bat in the lineup. First time that's happened in like 111 years. That's a hell of a fucking stat right yeah. there. Yeah, it's insane. Probably, probably since Babe Ruth. <laughs> I don't know who the last one had to do it, but I mean, I don't know. That's crazy to me. Playing the field. Okay, uh, like I said, MLB be quick topic. Um, I just, you know, with the no hitters coming on, I wanted to, I want to know what you guys thought. You know, if it, if if it's just, you know, just what it is that guys are just throwing no hitters, or if you guys had reasoning behind it. I I agree with you guys. I mean, when guys are out there throwing 101 miles an hour and that motherfucker's moving like it does now. It's just hard to hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, there was a time. There was a time when Aroldis Chapman was the only one throwing 100 for a yeah, long yeah. time. For probably four or it five is. years, he was the only one that was consistent with 100, and now there's five or six guys. Yeah, it's so yeah. consistent now. Like, 100 miles an hour ain't anything to those guys no more. I love it, man. I do, too. Hey. I, I love it now that I'm done playing ball, and I don't have to chase it. Throw gas and slap <laughs> throw gas and slap ass. That's what them guys are saying, you know what I mean? Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, let's hop into the NBA here. Cause uh we got three guys that know baseball and two that don't. So um we'll hop we'll hop <laughs> on to the NBA because we can all the NBA here. First one we'll talk about just happened last night. Um Udonis Haslam. I mean, he's coming to the end of his career. He's been in the league 18 years. Um, has not played a single minute this year. The Heat have not played him. He's kind of been the veteran guy on the bench, kind of like a Nick Collison was with the Thunder, you know, wasn't playing, but is the veteran that, you know, can there be there and lead the team. But, you know, there's two, three games left in the season. The Heat throw him a bone. They're like, Haslam, go get you some run, bud. Haslam's in the game for two minutes, goes two for two, gets into an altercation with Dwight Howard, tells him I'm going to punch you in your fucking face, and gets ejected. <laughs> Yeah, Should have just punched him. You, yeah, yeah. UD is a beast, bro. He's Mr. Heat at this point, right? I, yeah. I love the fact that he gets some PT. And quite frankly, I like what he did with it. You know what I'm saying? He got, he got him some buckets, and he told Dwight Howard, you don't want any part of this smoke, dog. I'm too old for this shit, and I'll park your ass on this fucking court. And I love every bit, I love every bit of it. <laughs> I, I, I love that. I love that response, too, man. And the fact that Udonis has them – Turns 41 in eight days, right? He He's that old school baller. He was, he was there before all them cats, man. And the thing that I like the most is he's like, I'm not taking no shit from any of you young bucks out here. You yep. try, and we and everybody here knows Dwight Howard. He does some, he does some sketchy shit out there. He plays, he plays a little bit of hardball. He throws a couple elbows here and there. He just threw him at the wrong motherfucker out there at that time. <laughs> Udonis wasn't, wasn't having none of that. Yeah. You got to think they're two. Those two. Those two in that game were were pretty much the only two left from the the throwing bows era when it wasn't frowned upon. It was like, all right, that's part of basketball. You'd have fucked up. Now. Yeah, man, I, I agree. <laughs> with you. 
But when, when you get to talking about Dwight Howard, you have to make sure you say bows clearly and not bones. <laughs> the guy might have some bones as well. Yeah. Yeah. He, had some, he had a pretty sus moment there uh, on, on Twitter. <laughs> hey. But, hey, but what David said, wait, I'm okay with calling you Donis Haslam, Mr. Heat, because he's kind of like, you know, he's kind of like Nick Collison. He's been there forever, and, you know, Nick Collison, you know, was deemed Mr. Thunder. But I'm okay if you go down that road. But to me, Mr. Heat is D-Wade. Like, Always. You know what I mean? He he was there forever. He's got rings. Haslam has rings. But Haslam used to be a factor, you know, for those rings. But but D-Wade, till the day that he he walked away from the game, D-Wade was doing his thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cornrows Haslam was the man, though. <laughs> I think it's an understood thing where, you, as you have to call out someone like that, that's a like a bench guy. Like at this point, that's just you know, like you said, someone that's there to support the team in in later days. I think it's just a, a sign of respect, like they did for Collison. Right. No, absolutely. But at some point, you know what I mean. Like the Heat's got to be like, yo, you know, you've been here forever. We love you, but you are taking up a roster spot as well. Yeah. Wait, we. We you, he made he made whatever he made I I think it was what four million this year or something, something around there something like that yeah no made more. four four million to play three minutes. I wish I made it, I wish I made four million every three minutes like that's a hell of a year. Yeah, he's cashing in, dog. <laughs> and like yeah. I said, I, I said, Mister Heat, you know, because of that Nick Collison comparison, you know, Dwayne Wade obviously his contributions are massive, but it's just like when you got a guy that's been there eighteen years and that veteran leadership. I mean, there's a reason he's still on the roster. You know what I'm saying? It ain't to go out there and drop 40. Absolutely. Hey, and for our listeners out there, we have two guests. We told you Barry Parks and TJ Acker, but we really have a third guest, my son Cruz, joining us for this episode. So y'all might hear him in the background. I had to keep feeding him granola bars to try to keep him quiet. We got a deal worked out that I'm like, yo, if you be quiet during this pod, I'll give you granola bars. But when he runs out, he wants some more. So, uh, he was a little mad at me. Um, anybody else got anything on Haslam? Uh, other than, yeah, I, I agree with the Mr. Heat thing, but also I think they're keeping him around as well because he's such a veteran guy and such a stand-up dude with the team and the teammates that he calls a lot of the shots around there. And they basically used him as like a coach on the side as well. Yeah. Uh, that, that that actually came out late. And back, late in his, year, back in his days where, you know, he was he was doing his thing and – and the Heat had their big three, and you know, and they were going on title runs and all that. Uh, like Udonis Haslam was not scared to tell LeBron James what, what about what's up. You know what I mean? Like there been, there was multiple times that you know he's Udonis Haslam's over over in LeBron's face, you know, telling him like, pick your shit up, get your shit together. Anytime that you're getting in somebody like LeBron James's ass, like you know, you know, you're respected in the locker room. Uh, you're you're somebody for real. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Move away from Haslam now, boy. We could we can make this podcast two hours with this next with this next one because <laughs> we talked about it a little bit last week. We knew we knew he was going to do it. He broke it this week. That's my guy Westbrook. Now the triple double king officially, most triple doubles in NBA history. Um, obviously, congrats to Russ. I know he hit me up. He texted me a few okay. times. Tells, <laughs> tells, tells me that. He listens to balls deep, and he appreciates what we do. So, you know, shout out my guy Russ. Um, I think in the off season, I'll probably fly out there, kick it with him for a weekend or two. But uh, watch out for that traffic. DC traffic is yeah, there's nothing to joke about. I uh, know he's gonna come back to OKC. I, he always comes. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't ever do that. But, uh, 
you got it like that, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for I'm real though, I, I, you know, people hate on him so bad, but this record, this was a record that, you know, people said was untouchable. Nobody would ever touch it. And, and I mean, Westbrook broke it and, and he's going to, he's going to continue to add to it. So quite frankly, I think it was untouchable because you, no one had a motor like Westbrook has. And we've said it ad nauseum at this point. seems like every time we talk about Russ, because the guy's motor is on 10 all the time. And it was really a matter of time. Now I think, his record probably won't get touched because how many more is he going to add to it? You know what I mean? Before he's done, like the he'll gap be, is going to be too big. He'll be well into he'll the, the two fifty. Yeah, well into the two hundreds. He's at one hundred and eighty-two now. I mean, Russ still has four years of burn at it. least, and it's not like he takes any fucking minutes off. Right? Yeah, that's know? what. But he he's going to he'll continue to have at least thirty triple doubles a year yeah. at the very minimum. And you give him four more years, that's I mean another hundred and twenty. I mean, he might push 300. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very realistic, you know. I mean, 300, it makes seem ridiculous because I don't know how long the last record stood, but whatever Russ 40, sets the bar 41 to, years. 41 years, yeah. So, whatever Russ sets the bar to now, man, this is going to be hard fucking pressed to touch it. Yeah. You also got to take into account the, the untouchable records that are falling, like we, we just talked about in baseball and now in basketball. Yeah. What, with basketball especially, you got to think about the amount of defense that isn't being played in today's NBA, as opposed to what it was 80s, 90s, early 2000s, dudes were playing crazy defense, like punching you defense. They're not playing that today. So offensive yeah. records offensive records are probably going to end up being broken a lot more more frequently. If you were if you were crashing the boards in Detroit when Ben Wallace was there, like you weren't com- you were coming out without a tooth. Like ben yeah, Wallace, and if, if you tried to run away into the stands – if they tried to run away into the stands, it was going to fight you there, too. So, Chance, you know, you, you missed us last week. You're back now, and then we got two guests. So, I want, I want you guys' opinion because we talked about it. Barry, we'll let you kick us off on this one. Um, ranking Russ in the all-time point guard talks, like, where do you have him? And if you, if you have him, you know, wherever, who do you got before him? Man, it's, it's a tough – conversation for me to have just because I don't have the knowledge of basketball that most people have going far enough back uh, just looking at a quick list seeing names like Magic Johnson and, and Allen Iverson stuff like that it, it's I feel like he's a different type of point guard like like you said like the motor that he has and all that he does when you try to compare it to someone like you know a Steve Nash that's just like a facilitator yeah. that just runs the offense and passes the ball off I, I think you almost have to break into a different category of almost Russ's almost alone because how much he does from that position. Right. So it, it's hard for me to put him in any kind of spot. I, I think he's a very unique player. And, uh, I mean, if you want to force me into that, I, I think I'll put him in the top three. But I, I couldn't give you two and one. Right. No, that's a good point, though. I met, I said it last week. Like, I'll, I'm not naive enough to, to call him one. Like, I'll, I'll say Magic is one. But I have absolutely no problem with putting Russ at number two. Uh, Chance, what do you got on, on the – the point guard rankings of where you got Russ at. So judging him, judging him off, basically doing what he does out there, you know, Mr. Triple Double, breaking the record, Oscar Robertson's record at that. And just uh, everything he does on the court, just an absolute engine. Minus the rings, man, I'm putting him up there one and two. And yeah. Magic obviously being, being top, top dog there just just basically because he he fucking ran the floor he he was the the court commander dude at all times 
there was no denying that guy. A lot of a lot of the rankings that I've seen have John Stockton like top three. I don't really fucking see that myself. <laughs> I, dude, I mean, Stockton can hoop, well. but he's just. But I'm saying, even Steph Curry. Steph Curry has grown on me enough to where I'd put him top three right now. And and but I mean, if you're looking at Isaiah Thomas back in the day with the Bad Boy Pistons, you, yeah. you know he's gonna be up there in the top five with me. But I'm putting Russ. I'm putting Russ top two. One, one and two right there is gonna is a battle for me as well. If it goes down to rings, I'm I'm definitely gonna have to obviously go with uh, Magic. But athleticism and and ability to do everything on the court, it's gotta be Russ, man. Right, and and we we said it last week. We're in a sports world now that is power driven by you are judged on the rings. Like that is it's. I feel like it's now more relevant than it ever has been. You know, like. You know, it always be – it's always a topic, you know. It's like, oh, well, he didn't win a championship, blah, blah, blah. But now it is really pre- prevalent that, you know, people are like, oh, well, he don't have no ring, so he can't be top five or whatever. But the thing that I will give Russ is, like I said last week, Russ has never ring chased. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't you say that almost kind of belittles the, like, getting a ring thing with all these super teams that are getting built? It's almost easier to get a ring in the, the cases of some of these players, like I obviously uh, Red's arch nemesis, Kevin Durant. <laughs> Getting a ring the way he did should almost be a, a knock on his, his career, not, not adding to it. But Yeah, I, I agree. Well, I said it last week. They're fake rings. Yeah. Wait, those aren't real what, rings. What, what Barry just said <laughs> is absolutely beautiful, man. I love that. And then, but, and then also, but you got to look at the honors. The honors as well, like, Magic was three-time MVP, three-time Finals MVP. Right. So that that that's that's fucking big time. Whether or not he won rings or not, he was MVP of the league three times, MVP of the Finals three times. So that 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 should shut a lot of people up if you if yeah. you're taking Magic anywhere less than top two. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's a six-nine point guard that can literally do everything. Yeah. There's nobody <laughs> talking about Russ being in his own category. You seen a fucking point guard like Magic Johnson? No. <laughs> And people, I feel like people jump to conclusions on Russ, which, uh, you know, they, you know, it's always the ball hog stuff. It's always the ball hog stuff. And but ah, then, you know, it started to come up that, oh, well, Steven Adams and, you know, all these people, well, they concede rebounds to him. They, they let him have rebounds. It's like, no, this motherfucker's flying through the paint. Like, he has a mentality that if you ain't pulling it down, I'm going to. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can – and I think he he has summed it up best. If everybody can go out and have 30, 30, 12, and 15, they would do it. They just can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's he's just built different, and that's his motor. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's the best rebounding guard of all time. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, no doubt. No doubt. Or no I, have, I have no problem saying that. He is by far the best rebounding guard of all time. And it's – I hate when – it's just people that, that hate on him, you know, that, oh, well, people, Steven Adams was conceding rebounds to him for years. It's like, no, wait, Russ is just crashing the boards. How can you say that? Because what if, if Russ didn't grab it, you're just automatically assuming that Adams yeah. would have got it? Right. You can't say stuff like that. Like, and, he secured yeah. the ball for and his even, team. And even if there was times that, you know, I'm sure – I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say it never happened, but if there was times that Adams was like, you know, Russ is flying through, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to let Russ have that. It's from a standpoint of – if Russ gets the rebound, it's a it's a fast break as soon as he gets the rebound. Because you know when Russ gets aboard, he's running. Coast to coast. All you got to do is run with him. 
You know what I'm saying? Sometimes he'll be fucking out of control because he's going a thousand miles an hour. But motherfucker, he's running. Hey. If you're his teammate, all you gotta do go find a spot. He's coming through. If he, if he's double, tripled, whatever in the paint, he's gonna kick it to you. He ain't scared to turn that motherfucker over either. <laughs> <laughs> he's scared. He's scared of a turnover. I have a very soft. <laughs> Acker, Acker, we need your we need your list. Where you got Russ on on the all time top point guards? Uh, I got him at two, right behind Magic, because it's insane to put anybody else ahead of him. Um, but I am a bit of a homer, so I'm gonna throw Iverson and my boy Mo Cheeks in there. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, balls deep. Balls deep is about hot takes and getting balls deep into things and. And Mo Cheeks is a hot one, bro. Yeah, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> now that Mo was Cheeks, just that was just Mo a la- that was just a laugh. Don't get me wrong, but Mo Cheeks ain't no fucking top five point guard. <laughs> he had me at AI. He lost me with. <laughs> <laughs> no, that my was... my legit my legit top five is different. But I I just want to see what y'all thought about Mo Cheeks because I'm a Sixers homer. And so, but that's it. We'll kind of go a little bit off topic here and 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 get off Russ for a minute because. I feel like when people talk about, you know, top three, four, five point guards, Iverson's hardly ever mentioned. Which, yeah, that dude was, was which, a I dog, mean, man. Which, I top five, I'm definitely okay with putting AI in the top five. Like, that dude that dude was a killer on the court, maybe a killer on off the court. He lost Jordan, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah. the court I mean, it was like a 62-year-old Jordan, but – Hey, he, crossed, he, he, he still crossed. crossed. If I cross Jordan in a wheelchair, dog, I cross Jordan. I'm putting AI top five. I mean, I feel like he gets no love in the point guard talks, just because. I mean, you do got people like in in this one in this in basketball now. You got, I mean, three of them that are playing right now, legitimately might be top five, and that's with Russ, CP, and and Steph. I was I had CP three. I have CP3, uh, Steve Nash, Magic, Russ, and AI is my top five. And that's, that's a good top five. five. Yeah, respectable top five for sure. And I think a lot of it obviously is conjecture. You know, it's your own biases. No cheeks. Where you're from or, or how much basketball you watch or what era. You know what I mean? How old you are. When did you watch these cats play? You know, all that stuff factors in. And you can make a case for – besides Magic being one – any any of these other cats in any of these other spots really? Yeah, so. two through five, two through five is pretty interchangeable with with a couple of guys in my opinion. But to say anybody other than Magic is number one is pretty insane. Yeah, you'd have to be you'd have to be super tripping to say some shit like that, yeah. Okay, or so that being said, we'll go right. We'll stay on the NBA for a minute, and we talked about it a bit last week uh, about the prospects of this play-in tournament who we think is going to be in, and who we think comes out of that. So we'll start with um, the Eastern Conference. Handful of games left to be played. Um, Acker, what's your thoughts on the East? Like, who do you think makes it into the play-in tournament? And who do you think makes it out? I'm going to start this with trust the process. The process has worked, and we're the one seed. That's all I care about on that one. Stop. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it kills me think, to say, though, you still ain't getting past the Nets. I think we will. I don't think they've played together as a team enough to, to win a seven-game series against us. Especially but with if the three MB guys they the have, I don't think it really matters. I don't – I think it might. I don't know. I think Embiid, Embiid is just playing at a completely different level right now. But 
If he that's didn't miss my opinion. Games, I'm also a homer. If he didn't miss those games that he did, he's he he walks away with the MVP. I believe that. But he's now, I mean, out of his mind this year. I, I know we jumped off topic a little bit, but I mean, Jokic probably MVP now. I probably I, I probably give it to the Joker. But if I mean, if Embiid don't miss those games, he he walked away with it. Because I, I agree with you, he's on a different level right now. Yeah. Uh, as far as the play-in, though, uh, I think the Celtics are screwed now. So I think they're out, and I think Miami's in. And then uh, <laughs> I'm kind of like kind of on board with LeBron in this. Like. I think this is stupid. I don't know who came up with this. You don't like it? No, I think it's dumb. Just go with eight and play the best. Now, like, half the damn NBA, three-quarters of the NBA makes the playoffs. I just like it because it gives you more competitive basketball. Meaningful basketball. Yeah, like meaningful competitive basketball late in the season where, you know, if you're a team like the 76ers, like, you're resting, Cats, bro. Like, you're fucking cruising, you know what I'm saying? And obviously the one seed is not in the bubble of being in the play-in, but – I mean, it, it makes people – you can't be comfortable late into the season. So, it, it keeps the, the games good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, maybe then you do something like the NCAA tournament where you have to play a game with one team, kind of like, uh, you know, the NCAA tournament does. But I don't, I don't think, like, the whole four teams are on the bubble. I don't, that's stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, to each his own, I, I love it. Yeah, I think, I like, like you said, David, it makes for more meaningful basketball, which – Anytime we get meaningful basketball, I'm down for it. You know what I mean? And especially being the Russ homer that I am, the Wizards are on the 10 seed. Like, <laughs> there ain't no playoff Russ without this without this playing tournament. So, so right now yeah. they're playing with the Pacers. Yeah, it'd be 9, 10, 7, 8. Acker, you're, you nailed on the head with, with, uh, with Brown out. The Celtics are done. Like, yeah. They're cooked. I had Hornets anyway, though. LaMelo is that dude, bro. Which, but, but here's the thing, though. Wait. That is big time them being the seventh seed because the Heat will walk through the Celtics with with what they have left. I mean, they basically got Tatum left. Kimba, yeah, I know Kimba's banged up. Jalen Brown's out for the year, but if Russ can get past the Pacers in that nine ten game, then he's got Boston waiting for him. You know, for that eight seed, which I said it last week. I didn't, I didn't, I had no idea you were a Sixers fan, but Russ gets the eight seed. Shock in the world coming for him. Don't even. Bro. Nah, no. No, TJ's four L Wizards. He's an all things PA <laughs> fan. Just so we can get that uh, started now. <laughs> that well, that's not true. That's not entirely true. I'm a Cowboys fan. Hey, hey, so hey. Oh, and again, just a little bit off topic here. Your good thing we're not talking about college football this week because Penn State is ass, booty butt cheeks. <laughs> oh, Jesus, here we go. Hey, so I'm, I'm going to assume David told you all about what he was calling me for about four or five weeks. Every week he changed my damn name. He called me Owen. He called me Dose. He called me Trey. <laughs> Every time we lose a damn game, he would just call me something different. Like, this is ridiculous. Win so finally, game. we won a damn. We won a game. He didn't even talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he can't call you Owen no more. Yeah. So it's no fun. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, Penn State's ass. Everybody knows it. But That's not true. Little, That's not little, true. Little brother to Ohio State and Michigan. But I answer- You're absolutely off base with that. We're little brother to Ohio State. And I I could literally talk for hours upon hours about why we are better than Michigan over the last 40 years. Since we've joined the Big Ten, we have more wins, less losses, more bowl wins. We Literally every statistic, we're better than Michigan. In. Hey, so, how many games you win last season? Not enough. <laughs> Y'all need a Penn State plug, you know, to hit up TJ Acker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. 
but that also that also uh i have a huge I, I, this is way off topic but i am i am everything recruiting college football and you name it i'm i'm all about it in college football uh i am a closet oklahoma fan now that i've lived here for two years i've chosen my my which side of the rivalry and my take in, I chose OU uh, because they have a lot of kids from the East Coast on their roster. And I know a lot of those kids from through recruiting a Caleb Williams. Yeah. Absolute dog. Caleb, absolute Caleb Williams dog. in your backyard. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Caleb Williams is an animal. And the fact that Penn State couldn't get him down even into the top five, we weren't even in his top five because our offense blows donkey balls. But maybe this year will be better. <laughs> but we'll we'll jump back into the NBA here because we don't want to get too far off topic. But just one last thing: when you were choosing between the two, I mean, you seem like a smart man, so it's obvious why you chose OU. <laughs> yeah. Which we'll have yeah. we'll have Barry back on when college football comes around, and then that one will get real interesting because uh, Barry Barry don't like to put up with us OU fans shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm the token well, OSU we... fan here. Oh but, man! So back. To I understand the, how you feel. Back to the playing tournament, Chance. We talked about it last week. Again, you weren't here. We got you back now. What it, you of of all of us on here? You're the hooper of us. You know yeah. what I mean? So, <laughs> what do you like the playing tournament? It being seven, eight, nine, ten, or do you want it straight back to the top eight seeds? Like, what do you think about it? I think if uh, everybody's schedule is really close, this, this is just obviously personal reasons. If if everybody's schedule is really close, and there are teams that have beaten the other teams who are ahead of them. Or they like tied in the, in a series all season? Then fuck yeah, why not? But other than that, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm like, if you if it's top eight, take the top eight. They earned it. I'm a top yep. eight guy. Like if you if you earned your position in the ranking of where you're at, you should be the ones going to the playoffs. But I mean, it works in mysterious ways. I'm going I'm going Hornets and Grizzlies because I like John Morant and I and I like Lamelo Ball and the way he's out there wrecking shit. To be honest, so that's on. That's on the west side. Uh, you got Grizzlies. Grizzlies is the west. Over Spurs, bro. Yeah, over got, Spurs and Warriors. So you ain't you ain't got your boys. You ain't got the Lake Show coming out of it. Ah, uh, they'll make it. Yeah, they're the they're the seven eight game. They have a they have a chance to make the six seed, don't they? I believe so. They're game back from Portland. Portland has a yeah. tie. So right now in the west, you got. You got the seven eight game would be Lakers Warriors, which damn, sign me up for that. Yeah. Boy, yeah. Give me yeah. give me LeBron A D versus Steph because on paper the Lakers are better than, than the Warriors. Like yeah. It's just how it is. I mean you got LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But whenever you got a game that involves elimination and Steph Curry, shit, you might get sixty five dropped on yeah, you. Yeah, you know like that dude. Yeah, the the Lakers are in the playoff tournament draw right now. If they win both of their remaining games, though, and the, Blazers, and the Blazers lose their regular yeah. season finale to the Nuggets, then they're they're in for the sixth seed. Which that's possible. Yeah, very fucking possible. Yeah. The, Nuggets are, the Nuggets are solid. The Lakers just got to get healthy, like fully healthy, and they're going to be okay. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be good. That's just their- I think a lot of – I think the Nuggets are going to rest some dudes, though, because they're already clinched. So, I think they could – they might rest some dudes in the Blazers to get an easy dub. They, they they probably do that just to fuck the Lakers, though. Yeah. I, I, would do it. I, do it. I mean, hey, yeah. to be honest with you, like from a strategic standpoint, like yeah, make make the Lakers go play Steph for that game to you know. But even if even if they lose that game to to the Warriors, 
then they play the winner of, of that 9-10 game, which is right now Grizzlies-Spurs. The Lakers don't lose to the Grizzlies or Spurs. No. But they'd be – worst case, though, the eight seed. They're not losing two in a row. LeBron James wouldn't let them lose two in a row on, on have to win one of them games. You know no. what I mean? He's too big. Yeah, he'd he, he, he come back. I think right now they're picking and choosing when they fucking want to play between him and AD. Right. <laughs> like, oh, well, we, we need to win this next one, so I, I better step in and win this one for us. Like, it's getting a little fucking ridiculous over there. I'll tell you, in, uh, in I'll tell you, the, I'll tell you the biggest Laker fans out there right now, and that's uh, the Utah Jazz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want the Lakers to get that eight seed because their, their season will come to an end in the first round to being a one seed. And the yeah. Lakers beat the Jazz in the first round, I'm telling you. <laughs> Despite what they do to the Thunder today. <laughs> oh yeah, and that one's that one's getting bad. I, I just got an update. It's getting it's getting real bad. We talked about that. Ninety two to sixty six at the end of the third. Yeah. Like kind of to go on what Chance said a little bit with LeBron, you know, picking and choosing. Mileage on LeBron's legs is very different than mileage on Steph's legs right now. So, you know, that's that's gonna play a factor down the stretch. I mean, he's played eighteen years. You know what I'm saying? It just hits different now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, but shit, I mean, we always talk – like, everybody's always talking about how old LeBron is, you know, and how long he's been in the league. You know, we're talking about – we're talking about Russ having, you know, four, five, six years left. Like, I see no decline in LeBron other than, you know, the occasional, you know, bump and bruise, knock him out for a little bit. But, you know, he had the growing a couple years ago. But, I mean, he's just durable as fuck. I mean, he's so goddamn big. Extremely durable. You know yeah. what I mean? Like – how long y'all think LeBron's got? He I takes see, good care of his butt. All that. Butt. I see another, at least another three years in yeah, him. I mean, with as well. I as think LeBron stays till Bronny gets there. Is, is yeah, I agree with that. Like the amount of money he puts into his recovery, I don't see why he wouldn't play three more years. He's not declining. He's playing great. Why not? And I do think he's trying to wait till his son gets to the league too. Yeah, yeah I think he's trying to do that. Awesome. That Griffey. Do what? Griffey deal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but that's special. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've been in the league a long time. Your son kind of follows in your footsteps, and he's a fucking baller. Like, how neat would that be? Speaking of, I'm going to hop off top for a second. There's a chance Frank Gore plays with his son, bro. <laughs> what, what year is, is this? Frank son? Gore going to get Sophomore at Southern oh. Miss. It's possible. And that's unheard of, I feel like, in, in football at running back. For a running back? Yes. You talk. We, yeah. I tell you all the time why Saquon is trash, and it's about availability. Fuck that. I'm I'm over you. Right. So you talk about availability. Frank Gore don't miss games, bro. He's he's averaging that. I'm over you. Point to a carry, no matter what. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> out there though. That that boy's 32, 38 years old too, man. Out there. Uh, the a, problem. I haven't seen anybody sign Frank Gore. Has anybody signed him this offseason yet? Is he not still with the Jets? I think he's still in the Jets. No, he he had a one-year deal, and I don't know if they re-signed him yet. I could hit up the Google monster, but I'm pretty sure he had a one-year deal and didn't get re-signed. Either way, I think uh, I think it'd be really neat. It's always special, you know. what I'm saying your son follows in your split step, footsteps, and you get to play with him at the highest level. Like that would be super dope. That would be awesome. I would I would absolutely love that. But yeah, shit didn't turn out that way. Anyways, next topic. <laughs> what what do we have next? So we're gonna hop in, hop into the NFL here. Um, Perfect segue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have, I mean, shit. I'll call it a little bit of controversy with, with this pickup, and that's a uh, Tim Tebow to the Jags. 
misses eight years of football. Uh, he did have, you know, Urban Meyer as a coach there. So, Urban Meyer, you know, obviously for, for obvious reason loves Tim Tebow. They've got some history, you could say. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Um, but Tim Tebow going to the Jags as a tight end. Um, I mean, everybody loves Tebow. There's, I mean, there's probably one person here that hates Tebow for a, for a walk-off playoff win. <laughs> it, for those who don't know, I'm a, I'm a giant Steelers fan. That's kind of my, my one true team that I, I root for. And, yeah, Tim Tebow haunts my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and, and threw it for Chance's team. So, yeah. that makes it sting a little bit worse. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But uh, so, what, what's y'all's thoughts on and, – and, Barry, we'll let you kick this one off. Um, what's your thoughts on Tim Tebow to the Jacks going for as a tight end? Obviously, I don't think he's going in there and, and challenging T Law for a you know, starting quarterback yeah, no shot. <laughs> so I, I see this as one of one of two things. Uh, I mean, you can either bring Tim to- Tebow in as like uh, a locker room guy, or uh, Urban Meyer's trying to get fancy and do something like a uh, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, uh, a Taysom Hill project. Uh, where you're bringing him in and he's just going to play all over the field and you're just kind of designate him as he's a tight a end. Player. He's a gadget player. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's a bit old. I think he's washed. I, I, I think it's honestly an locker, a locker room move. I don't think he's going to see much of the field at all. Man, I don't – how much respect are you going to get in the locker room after an eight-year break? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's tough for me. Like, I think Urban has everything to do with his signing. And I, we talked about it before about his skills translating to the NFL. He maybe could have came and played tight end back then, like when he first came from Florida, and he's like super good shape in football, you know, in that mindset and what have you. That was his chance. I think he's over the hill by a long shot. So I've seen I've seen highlights on ESPN this week, and I guess I was blacked out for this part <laughs> of the NFL season. But one, when was Tim Tebow with the Jets? And two, he was playing tight end for him. I don't. I do not remember that. I don't either. There's so so Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow signed with the Jets um, right after he got released by Denver. Signed with the Jets, played with them for a year, was there to play quarterback, but sucked so bad. Like <laughs> that was back with it was it was incredibly bad. And then they the very probably next chose year, Mark he, Sanchez over Tim Tebow, which is bad. They they did they did. Uh, but then he went and he actually played for New England too after the Jets. I, well, remember, I remember he was signed by New England, but he well, was signed as a quarterback, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I guess I drank so he only made it through Stone Lights because I I don't remember Tim Tebow being with the Patriots or the Jets. Me either. What did you say, TJ? Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. It was he, it was only for camp that he made it through with the Patriots. They cut him on the fifty three cut down day. Okay, but, uh, I do remember that yeah. now. Yeah, so he he that. played with them, played through the whole preseason, and then uh, you know then he he went to baseball. But it's bad to say that I do remember him being at the Patriots now. Because I remember the interviews, they were asking about Aaron Hernandez when he was – that's when the Aaron Hernandez stuff was happening and he got arrested and all that. And obviously, you know, that Florida team's wild in itself. Yeah. The Pouncey twins, they got a racist in Riley Cooper. They got a, kill, <laughs> they got a killer in Aaron Hernandez, all led by a preacher, Tim Tebow. Like, that's, it, there's going to be a 30 for 30 on that team. Oh, there yeah. has to be. Yeah. There has to be. Yeah, he also he also played for the Eagles. That was when the Eagles put together their dream team with like Namadi Asamoah and all those other crazy dudes. They're like, oh yeah, we're winning Super Bowl this year and sucked balls. When the fuck did he play for the Eagles? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. That. I, 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 I remember the Jets and I remember the Patriots. I do not remember the Eagles. Are we missing anybody else? Yeah. Where else has Timo played? <laughs> Shit, he might have played for the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, at this point, right? 
Bubba, what's Let's see your thoughts here. on what do you think about him going to the Jags? I am very happy for the man just just because that fool grinds. And he and he has no quit in his game, whether he's getting cut playing baseball, cut playing football. The dude's still grinding, trying to live the dream, being a professional athlete, and he's still making it, man. So whether whether somebody wants to talk shit about him or not, you know, he's he's still there, and everybody else is still sitting on their ass eating fucking potato chips. And that's that. that's and what I'm saying. It, it, like that's the energy he brings to a locker room, and that's why you bring a guy like Tim Tebow Tim Tebow into your locker room to give that energy to the rest of your team. Sorry, right. Bubba. Yeah. Oh, I, I fully agree with you there, brother. And the thing – and the other thing on top of that is, is you know, uh, he, he is going to be a locker room guy. I don't see him out there getting a lot of PT. But, you know, I think it's – I think it's pretty safe to say that you can't – you can't dog the man just because he grinds and wants to keep playing. No, absolutely. And, and when you're talking, like, to what you're saying, Chance, if you want to talk about just all-time athletes, like, I mean – you think of people like Deion Sanders, you think of Bo Jackson, people like that. You're talking about all-time athletes. I mean, Tim Tebow has got to be in that conversation. Yeah. Right? I mean, the dude plays in football, gets drafted, obviously plays in the NFL. Then he's like, you know what, I think I want to give baseball a try. Yeah. You know, he never made the show. But, I mean, in, in the minors, I think he was hitting, you know, like eight, nine, ten home runs a year. Like, so, I <laughs> You can, it's you're it, it speaks to the athlete you are just to walk out on a baseball field after playing football for so many years and and go out there and you know even make fucking contact. Yeah, be competitive. <laughs> right. Like I but I but I do think it's weird that you know he's he's gonna get signed and and play football again in the NFL. I think it's pretty weird that after eight, eight seasons, he you know he's he's gonna make a comeback. But at the same time, I I hope he does really well and. All the bullshit that he's caught just from fucking signing, and you know that other dude didn't get a get a contract from the Jags, and Tebow did. I think it's fucking horseshit. But the guy's such he's such a great dude and a stand up guy. How the fuck are you gonna hate on him because he got signed and somebody else didn't? I agree. Yeah, you can't knock and, the hustle for sure. And that I'm, I'm gonna keep it a buck with all of you. Acker, Acker, we'll get your thoughts on on Tebow real quick, and then I'll jump back to what Chance said because that'll segue into into the next little thing about Tebow. Well, what do you think about the fit? What do you think about them signing them? You know, what do you got for us? All right. So first of all, he played for the Eagles in 2015. I, I was like, okay. Yeah, I don't think he actually played, but he was on the Eagles in 2015. Um, so I think Tebow is a great fit. First of all, I think he is a locker room guy. Everybody says he is. He wants, you want your locker room. And I think a big part of what people aren't really talking about is what Tebow brings for Trevor Lawrence. So he brings knowledge of Urban's offense, whether it be old and outdated, he brings – Urban's going to bring his same play calls with different plays. So Tebow can help uh, Trevor Lawrence learn the playbook, learn the terminology, and he has experience in preparing for NFL seasons, preparing for NFL games as a starting quarterback. And with his knowledge as a quarterback – and vast experience as a quarterback. He can also be that Taysom Hill gadget guy who knows the pockets where he should sit as a tight end. He knows the coverages that the defenses are showing as a tight end, who he should block, linebackers and, and uh, corners that are coming in, safe, uh, corner blitzes, walking up safeties. Uh, he knows all of that. He's, it's, it's really a second set of quarterback guys on the field at the same time. Now, that's probably only going to be 10 or 15 plays all season. 
but it's still a great asset to have, in my opinion, for a first-round quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Bro, bro, David, David told me that David told me you knew your sports before, you know, because we didn't know you before today. But you yeah. just brought up all topics that I ain't even thought about yet. Yeah, like, yeah he kept was, talking. I was like, oh shit, I didn't think about that. Oh shit, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that mentorship to T Law was a super good point. I didn't think about that at all. But the the one that got me was just knowing the playbook. I mean, you got Urban Meyer there. Though. That's what I'm getting at. Like, there ain't nobody. There probably ain't nobody on the on this earth that knows a, a Urban Meyer playbook better than Tim Tebow. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like being like an Urban Meyer player at quarterback and, like you said, preparing for NFL season, what else could T-Law ask for right. in his rookie season, you know? Yeah, and, and – There's no pressure to put him in at quarterback if Trevor Lawrence does bad. No pressure at all. He's playing tight end. Yeah, yeah. and and it'll be a nice – it'll be a nice, you know, Jags got the ball on third and goal from the two, and they already gave it to Robinson twice, you know. And they're like, eh, well, we got Trevor Lawrence. We're paying you too much money, but you ain't getting hurt. T-Bow <laughs> – Go sneak this one in. QB power, bro. <laughs> yeah, there's that. And then there's also Tim Tebow's from Jacksonville who put assets in seats. Now, in my opinion, it's 10 years too late. He should have been there when he left Denver. They should have signed him instead of drafting Blake Bortles uh, because, well, you don't have either of them. And, you know, both of them suck. So he would have put assets in seats 10 years ago, and he still might. Um, but there's a lot more benefits to signing Tebow than just, oh, we got Tim Tebow. Oh, it's Urban Meyer brought in his guy. He did bring in his guy, but there's a there's a myriad of reasons why he did it. Yeah, that's those are those are great points that they're not even talking about on ESPN. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those that's that's fantastic points, which that'll bring me back to to what Chance said because the controversy of it is is he was out of football for eight years, and now the Jag signed him, which. Now I'm fucking on board with it from what Acker yeah. said. You know what I mean? I'm me like, I'm like you, damn, you that's a genius. Me. It's yeah. a genius sign now. But, uh, yeah. we, you know, we always say we, – we, we've turned down some questions before because ball is deep is not going to get political. This is flirting with the line of political. It really is. But we'll just – we'll kind of get you guys' thoughts. And, Chance, I don't know if you were talking about him when you said the other guy, but people are upset that out of eight years out of football – he gets signed, and Kaepernick is still sitting on the couch. So, um, I, the, the David, biggest, yeah. David, I think you can take us away on this one, and and I don't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sure thing, bud. I got you. So, so the circumstances by which they were out are completely different, and I'm not going to sit here and go down the road of politics with it. Um, I think, with Acker's points, Jacksonville saw an opportunity and they took it. With Cap, man, it's just if teams don't think he can fit, whether it's ability or it's the, the atmosphere he brings, then they don't think he can fit, man. And, and you can read as deep into it or as shallow as you want to. I think it's as simple as Jacksonville saw an opportunity and they took it. And I think it'd be more of a conversation if they would have brought him on as a quarterback. Right. Him going on as a tight end really takes that whole conversation away from me. I, I don't see a great comparison at all. Like I said, the All the, the, all the people – all the people talking shit about the signing and the other guy not getting signed are definitely taking not taking into consideration that he didn't get drafted or didn't sign as a quarterback. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, and yeah, I don't think I don't think Kaepernick if if Kaepernick said, "Hey, I'll try to play tight end, I'll try to play wide receiver," held Terrell Pryor hung on for like five years in the NFL, switching to wide receiver. Was damn good at it yeah. for at least one year. Yeah. yeah, it's anything you can do to stay in the league, right? But because I'm not, I'm not one to sit here and say that, 
that Colin Kaepernick was a top quarterback in the NFL, and then they just let him go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think Kaepernick had a hell of a run at quarterback. He had that magical season, you know what I mean, when he took over for Alex Smith, which shout out for him having that badass season. Because that, that sent Alex Smith to the Chiefs, and, and the rest was history, him mentoring Pat, and now – you know, the best team ever. <laughs> but, but I mean, I don't think that Kaepernick was a top quarterback in the league, but but I kind of I, – I mean, just my honest opinions, you know, I I felt that he did get blackballed a little bit. Like, it was just the teams that, you know, they didn't want the controversy that came with him. So, with that being said, um, again, we're not going to try to get too political, but we got two guys here that just got back from overseas that served for our country. So there's no better there's no better two people to ask about it, David and TJ. Like from a military standpoint, because everybody wanted to make it, you know, it, it, him kneeling disrespected the flag, you know, it disrespected America, um, which what he said numerous times. It's nothing to do with that, you know. Like he was taking a knee because black people being were being oppressed in in the United States. But from military standpoint, so like, did you guys have a problem with it, like? Did you guys see it as disrespect or, or you know, just what are y'all thoughts on it? You can go first, TJ. All right, so I didn't see it as disrespect. Um, I don't see anybody kneeling for the flag for the national anthem uh, because the very derivative of the national anthem, the times that it was written in, it was written, um, you know, in a time period where uh, black black folks, African-Americans, uh, they were legitimately oppressed and have been in certain aspects ever since then and so if he felt that was his stage to uh shed a light on it and then uh i, I love colin kaepernick i'm gonna start this off with i love colin kaepernick as a man uh because he doesn't just say oh we're being oppressed he's backing it up he's doing a bunch of stuff off the field putting his money where his mouth is uh, i love him as a person terrible 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 uh football player the last two three years of his career he had some good years. he's just he did have good years but he was just terrible he was yeah he was like okay and every tryout he's had ever since he's been out of the league it, it has not been good at all I, he didn't even get a tryout for the spring league that's like on espn 8 the ocho like <laughs> you're not a quarterback you're not a quarterback he's a great dude and he's doing a lot for the african-american community i'm cool with that um, but I, I know I didn't see it as offensive to the, to the military. Uh, we have, we've had many, many special forces and uh, high-ranking officers also come out and say the same. Um, and, in fact, you know, when, when someone, one of one of our brothers dies, we take a knee and, you know, we say our prayers for him and, and, and we go on about our business. Um, so I don't think taking a knee was the issue. I think taking a knee during the national anthem was what a lot of folks had a problem with. And, um, you know, that's, that's an opinion – that each person has to form themselves. That's nothing that there can be an overarching, this is the right and this is wrong in my eyes. Yeah, and I'm going to agree with you. I don't think, so I'll start this by saying, I don't think being in the military gives me like any special privilege, like my opinion's worth more than anybody else's on the subject. But from my perspective, I, I don't see it as disrespectful. I think he had every right to kneel for it as the rest of us have to stand. Um, I think that speaks to the freedoms that we have in general. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I just, I just didn't, it didn't rub me the wrong way. It didn't irritate me. I wasn't, I didn't feel any kind of disrespect meant from his nailing. Cause I also am a cap fan. I don't think he's a bad guy football player. Well, that's up for debate, but him kneeling for the flag did not bother me in the slightest. Right. 
And my whole thing with it was, I mean, if if I'm just going to be honest with it, like I didn't have a problem with it at all. But it like would I kneel during national anthem? No, it's just I wouldn't. I would never do that either. You know what I'm saying? I just, but, but I, I have a problem with somebody else doing it. But also, like you know, I've never been military. You know, you two are a different breed for what you guys did. It takes it takes a special person to do what you guys did. That's why I'm so thankful for both of you. But like my, I kept going back to. I was like, you know, whether you like it or not, what what both of you guys did. You guys going over there and fighting for what you did gave him the right to do that. That's what, you know, kind of – it was kind of a catch-22 to me. I was like, you can't be mad about it with – on talking military status because they're doing what they're doing for him to have the right to do what he did. You know what I'm saying? Like In some countries, they execute you for shit like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm on board with what Zach said. I, I could care less about somebody kneeling for the flag. Like, I'm – I. I agree with you 100%. That is your right to kneel, and that is your right to, to express how you feel about what's going on. And I and you know what? I, I'm right there with you. If that's how you feel, I, I have your back wholeheartedly. I'm not going to kneel because that's that's how I am as a person. But at the same time, like, I'm not mad at Colin Kaepernick. He used his platform and made it a huge thing, and yeah. it was and – it, and it brought a, a huge awareness – to, to our country and our people. And I thought that was – I really thought that was great. And he got a whole lot of flack for doing it. I never talked bad about that bullshit ever whenever that was going down. I was like, I didn't really know what was going on at the time. You know, it was kind of very minuscule in, in, in Oklahoma. But, you know, we just kind of knew what we knew at the time. And it just, it just got so big afterwards. And then – but now that time has passed and all that – everything that I had said so far that, that kind of just makes me mad is like people are – dogging fucking Tim Tebow because he's getting signed and the other one's not. Right. And it's all these other NFL Tim players. Tebow has nothing to do with that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, it's somebody gave Tim like, – yeah. like, you know, if I'm if I'm in the position, you know, like, Chance, let's say me and you, you know what I mean? Like, if, if, somebody, if somebody's treating you one way, you know what I mean? And I'm going to be pissed about it, obviously. But that doesn't change the fact that if somebody wanted to sign me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't fucking help that. And yeah. in the Tebow sense, you know, like, he can't help that the Jags and Urban Meyer being there and all the points that Acker just made about it, he can't help that. So, like, don't be mad at Tebow about What's it. What's he supposed to do, turn it down because yeah. Cap's unsigned? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he's supposed to – no, man, like, no, this this ain't right. Like, you, you can't do that. Like, even though I – mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Tebow did that. He's such a great dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> let, let's let's be let's be clear here. Like Colin Kaepernick's had all the fucking chances in the world. He's had tryouts. He's turned down uh, offers. He turned it. He turned down an offer from the Denver fucking Broncos that I was hoping he would accept because we needed a goddamn quarterback so bad. Yeah, and he, <laughs> and he turned and he turned that down. And I was that dude y'all trotted like, out I there. I was like, well, what the fuck, man? I thought you wanted the job, dog. So it, it, that's just it, it. Just goes hand in hand right there. It's like. You you got somebody that has all had all the all the time in the world and and everything more like people giving him contracts, but he turned them down. And then you got another guy who's just, just wholeheartedly wants to badly do for it, and he gets signed. Like let's figure it out, man. Yeah, we lost you. We lost you just for a second. But I bet the ass end of that, we didn't catch the last part that you said. Damn. Yeah, I was rambling on, so I really lost my train of thought. Now I kind of blacked out there. 
It's probably good. <laughs> that's a, that's I think right. it'd be a different conversation if Cap didn't get any looks. But like Chance said, he had tryouts and shit. Yeah. And if he performed, you're telling you're telling me a team would rather lose than sign him. Right. I don't think so. No. I don't think so either. I really don't. And but that's balls deep. That's probably the, that's probably the most serious that balls deep has got. <laughs> so a nice little change of pace to which to me like. I, I love their quarterback. Everybody knows it. Um, Barry, Barry probably hates how much that me, Chance, and, and David love him. But we'll go into, to me, what is a joke, and that's the hype that the Browns are getting, that they're supposed to be legitimate Super Bowl contenders now. I seen Skip Bayless say <coughs> that it was going to be the Brown. it was going to be Mayfield versus Brady in the Super Bowl this year. And I'm like, and I know, you know, I'm the only Chiefs fan here, but I'm like, Skip, did you forget that Patrick Mahomes exists? Like, <laughs> so uh, I think you have to look at it in a vacuum as you can't go ahead and throw them in the Super Bowl. I, I think that's a ridiculous conversation to have, obviously, to go through the Chiefs. But as a playoff team, coming from what the Browns were, and this is a Steelers fans talking, coming from what the Browns were literally just three years ago, four years ago, to what they are now, they've built – I think they had one of the most underrated drafts this year, like – the defense they put together over through these drafts and through uh, free agency, uh, they've built a hell of a defense. And with Baker Mayfield being the charismatic leader that he is and actually having a half-assed decent coach now, they're a playoff team. Wow. They'll, they'll, they'll be in the playoffs. Wow. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. <laughs> put the bias yeah. aside. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, and, and just for the record, I fucking hate Baker Mayfield. <laughs> but, uh, but also, and the Browns. Also, for the record, for, for the listeners out there, that is the nicest thing I've ever heard in my life, Barry, say about Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah. I, that was for the Browns in general. <laughs> me and when, when he said that, me and David looked at each other like, yo, is this fucking Barry talking? <laughs> I know. I, I think Baker is a, he's one of the greatest college quarterbacks for sure, uh, but I think he had nothing but great talent around him all his time at Oklahoma. And now he's having a, a tougher time in the NFL, but that was mostly because he didn't have any coaches. But now that they have, like, any kind of cohesion over these last few years, like, and actually some decent athletes around them, probably one of the best running backs in the NFL. I mean, top top five at least in they Nick got Chubb. The, the best duo. Yeah, and Kareem Hunt is ridiculous. Getting him is – it still makes me mad. But <laughs> they're, they'll have one of the best run games. So, Baker doesn't have to do what he did at Oklahoma, or he doesn't have to throw the ball. They, they can run the ball. They can rely on their defense. They'll be in the playoffs. And – but – and. It makes you a better thrower when you got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Like yeah. when you do got to throw the ball, it's going to make you better because I mean we've seen teams without run games. Yeah, and those quarterbacks can't throw the fucking ball. You know what I'm saying? Those because- teams are the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, look at the, the Steelers last year. Look at the team they fucking dick stomped in the playoffs. Like they, the Steelers, it, their offensive line decreased. Their offensive play calling was terrible. Their defense obviously got hurt, but they got in there, played the Browns twice, couldn't run the ball, and then the Browns just went out there, played great defense, ran the ball on them, and just kicked the shit out of them two times in a row. Yeah, and when – I mean, when you can't run the ball, and then like, – we talked about it last week. I don't know if you listen or not, Barry. Like, not taking anything away from Ben, because Ben is a fucking all-time great. Like, there's no arguing that. But you have an old Ben Roethlisberger now, who is not the Ben Roethlisberger of, of you know, his great years – but when you can't run the ball and then you just got to worry about the pass on somebody who can't pass as good as what he used to, like, 
it was it was a recipe for disaster for Pittsburgh, and, and yeah. that's what happened. Like, the blueprint is there at that point. Like they, they relied on their defense heavily and losing key players like Bud Dupree and uh, I can't even remember own teammates at this point, but their middle linebacker, losing him, it just destroyed that team and it completely. They couldn't control the, the time anymore with their defense, and teams realized that they were one-sided. They were using their passing game as basically a run game, trying to throw a bunch of slants. And uh, that shit got shut down hard at the end of the season. And That'll work this year with Najee Harris, though. Yeah. And yeah. your and your That'll best work. receiver was doing TikToks on logos. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, that, that didn't help anything. <laughs> the Devin something, right? Michigan dude is who you're thinking of. Devin Bush. Bush. Devin, Devin Bush. Bush. Thank you. God. Yeah. See, I know the Steelers better than Barry does. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. That yeah. was all jokes. Um, Bubba, what do you think? I mean – I know you love Baker just as much as I do and David does, uh, but, you know, we're, we're all secretly closet Brown fans at this point. Like we've talked about we got Baker Mayfield jerseys, but in yeah. your heart you're a Denver fan. You, do you think Cleveland's anywhere close to being a Super Bowl tender? Because I say, I say the Chiefs, obviously, but even if something was to happen with the Chiefs, you still got Buffalo. Yeah. Like, are they better than Buffalo? Uh, that's, a, that's also a good question. I, I don't think that they're Super Bowl – contenders i mean contenders possibly i do think they'll make it to the playoffs that makes them a contender but i don't think they'll make it there's too there's too much strength over there and if you think you're gonna make it past the chiefs man you're fucking wild right now and those guys are stacked but i i think they're gonna make it to the playoffs and i and they gave the chiefs a run for their money last year but i I mean i know pat went out and they really made it close but they wasn't gonna win that game with pat in there the whole game so but yeah they're, they're getting better and better every season and i'm i'm honestly i'm excited to watch them again this year to see what see what how they come out i do afc north football will be some of the most exciting football there is this year with the ravens the steelers the browns and cincinnati kind of on the way up that's probably one of the best divisions in football right now at least the most oh, exciting yeah. to watch in my opinion i'm th- i'm trying to i'm trying to run through the divisions real quick and it ain't the nfc east i can tell you that <laughs> as a cowboys fan i can tell you it ain't the nfc east <laughs> they, they brought three teams to the playoffs last year and they have a possibility of doing it again this year i mean yeah that's true the nfc east with 17 games this year 7 and 10 might get you in yeah. <laughs> dallas may only lose four games this year that's again that's a ball that's a hot take Hey, <laughs> which well, that's one of our topics. We will get into that. Um, Acker, let's, let's get your thoughts on it. I don't – I you know, you said that you became an OU fan because you've been in Oklahoma for two years. So, um, two years – you like Baker or two not? Two years, you didn't, you didn't get Baker Mayfield. So, um, I don't know I if you like Baker. I did not I get Baker Mayfield. Say again? I said I did not get Baker Mayfield. However, comma, I do like Baker Mayfield – because Baker is one of those dudes that made a bunch of college mistakes, like off the field, was being a college kid, did a bunch of stupid stuff, got drunk, went out, wild out a little bit, and then made it right and kept his football career together. Unlike the last Browns quarterback, that was all everything. Johnny football. He, he, he made it. He made it right by grabbing his dick and fuck <laughs> <laughs> <walk> off. <laughs> I love it. I love but, it. But he kept his football. He kept his football life together. But let me let me say on that real quick, and that's that's this is way off topic going to that OU Kansas game when when he did that. But pregame they didn't shake his hand. Like I get it. Like you're being competitive, you know, and 
and Baker Mayfield's their guy. They're, he's their Heisman front runner, you know, and blah blah blah. And you don't want to shake his hand, but you're fucking Kansas. Yeah, it's my, my favorite quote from that game, like of almost of sports of all times, when he was getting heckled by fans yeah. there, <laughs> and he just turns around and said, "Go root for basketball." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, Kansas had like yeah. one win. He's like, yeah. he's like, go cheer on basketball. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that, that goes down. That goes down as in history. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Cause Baker yeah, Mayfield no. really didn't give a fuck when he's, he's at very polarizing. Yeah, yeah. no. If, if yeah. you're Oklahoma or the Browns, you are a Baker Mayfield fan. If you're literally anywhere else, you you probably hate the guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Baker Mayfield fan because he beat Ohio State. That's okay. <laughs> there, there's there's that side of it as well. Yeah, planted the flag. Shout out yeah. to Jake Patrick going on my thigh. Yeah. Whenever you're ready, bud. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Baker guy. I like Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think that the Browns are, again, a playoff team. Uh, they got a baller defense. Ben has more picks than the NFL draft. They don't have to worry about the Steelers. All Lamar does is run. I'll, I'll, they can I'll, beat them. I'll say that's saying a bit much, but. <laughs> Roll. <laughs> And uh, uh, but the Bills, the Bills are gonna have to contend with, and then obviously we're gonna find out on September 12th when Baker and the boys come to the West and they play the Chiefs yeah. week one. Okay. We're gonna find out if they're a contender, if they're or a pretender. Listen, you guys, you guys know I love the Chiefs. You guys know I love Baker Mayfield. Uh, just said Jake's name when the schedule released. Jake texted me and he said, he said Browns at Chiefs opening week. He said your heart's going to be pulled. I said, it's really not. Like, I hope Baker does well, but give me fucking Pat by 50. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, how I feel. That's how I feel when the Cowboys and the Giants play. I hope Saquon goes for 200, three touchdowns, and loses by 40. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I love you, Bake, but you ain't, you ain't my NFL squad. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. <laughs> I hope Pat gets in your fucking ass. I hope, I hope you go 16 and one. <laughs> like, I really do. <laughs> But that that one loss is good. I hope it's by fifty. <laughs> so yeah. any yeah, that's how I feel. Buyers, week one, week one, we'll have a better idea. Any buyers on on the Browns Browns legitimate Super Bowl? Yeah, I think nah. any team in the playoffs has a chance. You get a situation like last year where Kansas City loses their offensive line and Pat Mahomes is running for his goddamn life from Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett. Yeah, I think the Browns can can win. But I mean. <laughs> That's barring injury, and it's just so hard to predict something like that. that but what, it's possible. But what Chance brought up is, fuck the O-line. The Chiefs lost Pat Mahomes yeah. <laughs> and still beat him. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I, they I, let I, the Michigan man win <laughs> the game. <clears throat> because, listen, as great as Pat Mahomes is, I can throw, I can throw fucking four screens to Tyreek and I can throw a 15-yard ball to, to Travis Kelsey and probably throw for 100 yards in a game. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs <laughs> got a lot of weapons. I'll go ahead and beat the horse some more after he's already fucking dead. And I agree with Barry. You know, any team in the playoffs has a shot. Like, Except for the Cowboys. <laughs> okay, dude. You're gonna we got to get to the playoffs, man. We didn't even get there. <laughs> Good point. Good point because you probably ain't going to be there. <laughs> you got to chill, yeah. Yeah, I think they'll go to the playoffs, and really it's just luck of the draw. I mean, it's too early to see how it's all going to play out, but I think – we revisit this, you know, midway through the season. Hey, we, everybody might sing a different tune at that point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to me, just right now, 
I can't I can't put I can't put the Browns as legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Like, yeah, playoffs absolutely, but but the to go through Kansas City, to go through Buffalo, those two right there. Yeah. Wait, I think AFC Championship, Kansas City and Buffalo duke it out again. Which is crazy to talk about the Browns as like a lock for the playoffs because a handful of years ago it's from like from what we're coming off. Yeah, of, will, yeah. will they win a game, just one, and I now they're like they a lock. No, I'm saying. You know, a handful of years ago, you you questioned will they win a game in a year? Yeah. And now we're saying they're a lot for the playoffs. Like, speaks to Baker and his greatness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> I, I I think their management finally got their head of ass. I think they got that uh, guy from Kansas City, didn't they? What's uh, their GM? Maybe Dorsey. Dorsey. Yeah. yeah. That's Dorsey why. That's in. why Kareem Hunt's there. Yeah. yeah. I, you get that yep. guy come in there, make some good moves, bring in some good people. I mean, that that's turned that franchise around. Hey, listen, you'll have no slander. No slander for me on John Dorsey because John Dorsey was at Kansas City and said, hey, we're going to trade up from 24 up to number 10. We're going to pass on Deshaun Watson, and we're going to take Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that one's aged well. That one has aged very well. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the, the Chiefs' new GM, though, Brett Veach, uh, he went to a high school like 15 minutes. He went to high school like 15 minutes down the road from my, uh, my house in Pennsylvania. Oh, no shit. Veach wow. is, that, Veach is yeah. a genius as well. Like the Chiefs have had the Chiefs has had very good fortune in the GMs that they've had. I mean, what Veach just did with this offensive line in the in the offseason is incredible. Like that alone, like you had one job protect Pat Mahomes, and God damn it, he did that. Wait, it's it's one of the best lines in football now. It's yeah, it, it could pan out for sure. Yeah, I mean, you got guys that are proven on it. You got Orlando Brown. You got Joe Thune. You got uh, you got LTD coming back. Uh, yeah, those guys are proven. Then you get to me, which Barry, I thought I thought the Steelers really needed him in the second round was Creed. He falls all the way to the third round. The Chiefs pick him up. You just got a 10, 11, 12 year center in the third round. Like, anchor any line. That's a huge pickup to me. Like I thought, I thought, I thought there was a chance, a very slim chance Pittsburgh takes him in the first round. But I thought if he's there in the second round for Pittsburgh speak, he, they're definitely getting him, and they pass on him again. I was 100% on that side, and then they go get uh, – you're going to have to get me on this actor. Is it Fairmuth, the tight end? I don't, I don't know if he's – Pat Fryermuth. Fryermuth. But I, I think I would have preferred someone like Reed Humphreys, especially whenever you lose someone like Marquise Pouncey. But, no, I, I think the Chiefs definitely – they had one thing to fix in the offseason, I think they've already fixed it. Yeah, absolutely. And the – the run game, like Clyde, Clyde will anchor it now. Like with that line, your run game gets better. Yeah. Not only did you protect protect Pat, but your run game gets better. Your run game gets better. You give Pat more time. Like it's just a it's a scary offense. But like along with Russell Westbrook, I can also talk about the Chiefs for two hours. But you guys don't want to talk about the Chiefs for two hours. <laughs> um, let's hop into the the latest Aaron Rod Aaron Rodgers saga because shit just keeps coming out. Like now I. Fuck, I don't know. He might play for the fucking Packers this year. Who knows? But Bubba, kick us off on this one because Denver's still being thrown around. You got any more hope, or you still, you still like, you ain't believing it till you see it. Uh, we we still have hope because now there's uh, there's a lot of shit coming out about Teddy Bridgewater that I'm getting thrown my way, but uh, I'll, I'll save that one. That's uh, but I, I think there's they're still going to go after him as much as they possibly can, and if that dude shows up at Denver. 
man, I think I think he'd be like the only saving grace. So I'm not not taking anything away from Teddy Bridgewater because I think he's a he's an amazing quarterback, and I think fucking leagues beyond Drew Locke's bitch ass. But I, <laughs> but I'm keeping it keeping it a buck with you, if they still keep going after uh, after Aaron Rodgers, Denver's going to have have a lot of making up to do over the last like several seasons because of the, you know, we got the sheriff and he turned Denver around completely. And then, yeah. and then after that, it was all shit. John Elway <laughs> went to shit, forgot, <laughs> forgot how to, forgot how to quarterback himself. And then it's easy you know, to evaluate yeah. one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Dude, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird as shit. I don't understand where you get, where you're coming from, from that man. It's like It's John Elway. You think he'd know who to pick. Yeah, no. Yeah, you you think he'd be able to to get the right scouts or just go scout the the quarterbacks himself and and pick someone that would work because that offense that Denver has, they have a very underrated wide receiver core in my opinion. Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy, uh, that cat that came on the the scene at the end of the year, like Tim Patrick, big old tall guy. Yep, those those Patrick's cats can ball. Badass. And the, the running game, too, Melvin Gordon, and I, I forget his name, the guy they just drafted, they drafted a great running back. So, I mean, that offense is one quarterback away from being uh, one of the top in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, and if that quarterback is Aaron Rodgers, oh, man, watch out. But the only thing watch is, like, I think, I think if Aaron Rodgers goes – I think – I've said it. Even though I hate the Broncos, one, because they're a division rival, and two, because they're my best friend's team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Wait, that I, I have no other option but to hate the Broncos. I think Denver's the best fit for Rodgers. Like, I, I just – I think he fits well there. The only thing that – the only thing that scares me on if I was – if I was in Chance's shoes being a Broncos fan is, like, it's Aaron Rodgers. How much are you going to have to give up? You know what I mean? Because, yeah. I mean, you can't get rid of Judy. Like, you need Judy to be with Rodgers. You're definitely going to have to come off Patrick Sertain. Like, that that pick's gone. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm, I'm, I, I'd be – I've been almost certain, like, Sertain's gone and Cortland Sutton at least, uh, along along with, uh, you know, a lot a lot more money. So, that that's I, two of our – that's two of our top right there. Right right, the I hear that – I hear Green Bay's – they're wanting nothing less than three first-rounders for him. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's, would, that's, that's, that's rich. steep. Yeah. That is steep. Yeah. Yeah, that's a what, lot of bread. What sucks, what sucks for Denver and that is I was hearing that Deshaun Hamilton was part of that trade out as well, and he tore up his knee. Yeah. So he he's not going to be worth shit in the trade. He gone. He gone. But, yeah. but I'm, yeah, not, I'm really him. not getting my hopes up for the Aaron Rodgers trade if it does happen because I don't want to have my heart set on having Aaron Rodgers on, on the Denver Broncos squad. And it, and he never show up, so I'm I'm putting all my faith in Teddy Bridge right now, dog. Well, Teddy two gloves. Yeah, I, I might <laughs> even buy a jersey, homie. Teddy two gloves. <laughs> hey, and Bubba, I you weren't here last week, and I sent this to you last week, but let's get your thoughts on it while we're on Denver, real quick. Um, they had they had their way too early um, mock first round, and that was sending Spencer Rattler to to Denver next year. Yeah, I think that would be pretty kick-ass because I, I'm a huge Spencer Rattler fan. Like, like I, I follow that dude on Instagram and I, I comment on almost all his shit. But shout out to Spencer for messaging me back one time on Twitter. 
Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Not not necessarily, not necessarily a fanboy, but I am a personal trainer and, and I am an avid, I'm an, I'm an avid, like, you know, workout guy. So I, he puts in a fuckload of work, dude, all the time. So like, I, I just, I, I love that. And, you know, he's got a lot of shit right on his shoulders this year, man. So, I, I, you know, I, I give him I give him props all the time for that. But if he ends up landing in the Broncos uh, lined up next next year in the draft, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, just coming from a OSU fan real quick, uh, I think he showed a lot of poise last year in the, that Texas game, getting benched and coming back out there and playing really well. I think uh, – he he had he had some stumbles at the beginning of the year, but uh, he he showed a lot of poise and a lot of maturity coming in there with a very young team and playing well. So I I think he could do that with that Broncos team or any team really. I, I think he'll he'll be a good next level quarterback. Yeah, yeah me, me me and Red were there. Yeah, like, I was about that's yeah. what I was saying. Yeah. We were like we were like, what the fuck, man? Did Spencer hurt? Oh, dude, what the? It's too yeah. close. No. It's too close. He was yeah. doing some reckless we shit. We were we were in the stands and fucking Mordecai comes out. And Spencer's on the bench, and I, me and Chance are like, what the fuck, is Spencer hurt, blah, blah, blah. I hop on Twitter real quick, you know, to search Spencer Rattler, and it was like, Lincoln Riley benches Spencer Rattler. And I was like, what the fuck? And me and Chance were like, fuck it, and Lincoln we trust. But yeah, I guess. <laughs> he was having nightmares from old Jalen Hurts. He was turning over the ball too much. He was making stupid decisions, <laughs> and he was, had to sit him down and be like, hey, quit shitting your pants out there. Just let the shit fucking open up. Your offensive line is good. Let someone get open. Yeah. That's all he said. That's all Lincoln had to say, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey. We'll we'll hop into our, our last one here because we don't want to drag it out for too long. Um we said it last week. Time will tell with Aaron Rodgers. We can talk about it every week, but only time will tell where he goes. Who knows? But uh last one I want to hop into, our last topic of the week, um, our schedule release for the NFL came out this week. And we got two Dallas fans. We got a Denver fan. We got a Chiefs fan. We got a Steelers fan. So since we got, since the most of them are Dallas fans, what's here? Because David says they ain't losing no less than four games, which he's high as fuck for that one. <laughs> Acker seems a little bit more reasonable. So the schedule came. That's out. the first time I've ever heard that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so the schedule comes out. So I want both of you guys. You guys kick us off on Dallas's schedule. What do you guys think the record is at the end of the year? You go first, TJ, because I'm going to say some wild shit. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> All right. So, I think 11 and 6, 12 and 5 in that round. Okay. I, I think it's going to be more than four games. I think we're going to lose more than four games because I think some wild shit's going to happen. Uh, I think we're going to lose to the Bucks because Tom Brady – and it's week one, and it's Dak's first game back. And I think it's week one. Yeah, it's week one, right? Yeah, it's yeah. opening the season. It's the first game, first game in the NFL season. Yes, sir. Dak's first game. Dak's first game back. I think he's going to be tentative for a little while on that ankle uh, because that shit was gnarly. But I think he's going to be a little tentative on that ankle, and I don't think he's going to play Dak ball really until week four. And in that time frame, you go through the Chargers, who are the Chargers, the Eagles, who suck. And then Matt Rule, Matt Rule's turning the uh, Panthers around. Penn State, shout out to Matt Rule, State College High. Uh, <laughs> so, it's so ass, I think, dude. Dude, get out of here. We need to have a podcast for two hours where I just defend Penn State because I could do that. And we'll all three clown on them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with the tight end. I hope he does well. Yeah. Yeah, Pat Fryermuth is a beast. He's a, 
he's gonna be he's gonna be an animal in the NFL. He's not gonna be like a uh, uh, Kelsey where he's like a pass catcher. He's a great blocker and he'll catch anything that's thrown to him. That's he my had most no exciting thing. I, I know that cat doesn't drop balls, and dear God, the Steelers last year were killing me. Eric Ebron, I love yeah. him, but he can't catch <laughs> goddamn anything. <laughs> yeah. Pat Fryermuth, Pat Fryermuth is Heath Miller with size. I'm I'm glad to hear it. So you got 12 and five or 11 and six, right? Yeah, but we're definitely going to beat the Broncos and the Chiefs. So that's what I got. Shit. Well, I mean, God damn. That that makes my record not seem so ridiculous. I think Dallas loses four games. Um, I think Dak comes out there with a vengeance. I don't think he's going to be like Zeke and get a fucking fat contract and start playing like shit. Um, watching Zeke actually work out and not chill in Cabo gives me high hopes as well. <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely can't fucking hurt for the guy to work out in the offseason, you know what I'm saying? Because he got pretty fucking hefty there for a second. Chunky. Yeah, so, I mean, I think they could lose to Tampa Bay in the opener, possibly. I mean, I fucking doubt it, but. You know, the Chiefs is a game they, they could lose. I doubt it. <laughs> the Chiefs is a game they could lose, but probably won't. Um, I think they could lose to Carolina. So, yeah, I, I think Dallas only loses four games this year, man. I really do. Out of all the games that they play, you say they could lose to Carolina? Possibly. <laughs> all right. Yeah, possibly. If you play the game, you have a chance. Yeah, I, I guess. Those are the ones to call out. That's not the one I'm saying, but all right. Who do you think they lose to? I don't have their schedule pulled I'll up. show it to you. Uh, definitely the Buccaneers. Uh, hell, the Patriots. That's that's a maybe. That's the one you can bring up. Like maybe they'll lose that one. You know, you don't bring up the pair of the Panthers. Okay. Sam Newton's throwing for five hundred. Hey, so that's so that so that's two though. What else? Jones, Mac Jones would be playing by then. Chiefs. You got the Eagles twice. That's two losses. Stop. The Raiders. Get out of here. That's four games. Cardinals. Yeah, no, you're oh, pretty. Tyler's getting in y'all's ass bad. No, the Cardinals no. are 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 going to be. A They're going to be low key good, but Dallas, I think they lose four games. They got a pretty soft schedule. I no, mean, no, that, that schedule is soft as hell. They play everybody in the NFC East twice. Okay. They get no soft. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll circle back to that midseason, like you just said. <laughs> topic. So let's let's go to our next fan base. Chance this one might hurt a little bit, but without Aaron Rodgers. So you're you're rolling with Locke and Teddy. What do you what do you got the Broncos going this year with the schedule release? So rolling with Teddy, uh, we're gonna go. <laughs> I, I, gonna, I, I had to throw so Drew just, off there. Just, just because I, I think it's a solid. We're losing the chance. And uh, be so so. I think I think we're we're gonna go three and zero in the first three games, obviously, because we got the New York Giants, Jacksonville Jaguars, and the New York Jets. Right up, right off the bat, you know, three could, three. Yeah, that could very easily yeah. be three and zero. Yeah, and then you know, then we got the Ravens. But I mean, what is it? Two, four, six, eight, and week week nine is is gonna be an, an absolute ass raping. I and mean, we play the damn Cowboys. Get out of here. <laughs> so that, you know, short and sweet for me. That's that's what I think, and I think it's going to come true. All my dreams, everyone. Hey, if you want to see the Broncos lose in person, that's in Dallas this year. It's not that far to go down there and see it. You want to go with me and hold my hand, huh? <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's go. In fact, I'm I may or may not know a guy who may have been drafted 
number 12 overall to get us there. I know C.D. Lamb. So, so he said, I know C.D. Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chance, not to make you repeat yourself, but um, we lost you up until you said they might start 3-0. and So, we didn't get your record prediction for them. 10-7. 10-7? Okay. 10-7. All right. So, we'll go to our next one now. Uh, Barry, this it could be painful for you, too. I don't, I don't know. So, what do you – on schedule, at least what you got for Pittsburgh? So, I'll, I'll say just right off the bat, they'll win nine to ten games is what I'm <laughs> what I'm going to predict. Well, they'll they, win they their have, first 11. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and then they'll fall the fuck off a cliff. Lose all the games that matter. But right? I, I think they probably have one of the toughest schedules – probably in football they 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 got kind of fucked to be honest uh like just opening with the bills you have to go to the chiefs uh like i was saying earlier they got one of the best divisions in football right now even the Bengals, as bad as they've been i think they're on the up and up having to play them twice is going to be difficult i think they probably split with the whole division uh probably the ravens end up winning the division if i was going to take a wild guess browns it's it, that's that's the thing. I it, it's a toss up between the Ravens, Browns, and Steelers, and the Steelers are the third in the spot right now. So, I, I think they win nine games. Uh, I'm not going to go through their whole schedule. Uh, they'll have their ups and downs. They start with the Bills. That's a hell of a draw to go to to Buffalo to start the year. They've got their asses kicked two years in a row by them. My hopes aren't high, but uh, Steelers play hard nosed football with someone like Najee Harris coming in. Or Najee Harris. I keep saying his name wrong. Uh, I, I think they're going to play great football, but uh, my hopes aren't the highest as they normally would be. I think that's a reasonable schedule prediction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did too. And so we'll go We'll go to myself now, being the Chiefs. I fucking love this year for the simple fact of we obviously get Denver twice a year. <laughs> I love that. We also get Dallas. That's a loss for y'all. We also get Pittsburgh. Yep. It's in, I get in I get all four of you motherfuckers this year with Pat Mahomes and a bolstered offensive line. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dave, God damn, too many, <laughs> too, too many beers. Barry, you were saying you know the the schedule being tough for for Pittsburgh. I when I run through the Chiefs schedule and it was when it was released, I was like, holy shit! Like the Chiefs got a tough schedule as well. They open up with the Browns, they get Baltimore. They get the Bills. Um, they get the Titans. You got to deal with Derrick Henry again. Yeah. They get Green Bay if Aaron's, if Aaron's still there. Yeah. Um, I'm not even mentioning the Cowboys because that's – that's a loss for sure. So, yeah. just, just to throw out there, literally every team you've, you've said, the Steelers have to play, and I think they play all on the road, including yeah. the Chiefs on the road. So, I yeah. mean, the Steelers are going to be up there top three in difficulty. Especially compared to Dallas' schedule. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that's some cupcake shit. They get Dallas at home, too. So, David, I, you're beyond yourself if you think you're rolling an arrowhead and beating You want to go to arrowhead, guy? It'll go, on the, it'll go on the bet board. Oh, it will. Well, fuck, I got to go to arrowhead with one of you. Because yeah, Denver's yeah. going to play there. Dallas is going to play there. Pittsburgh's going to play there. Like, well, oh, go. shit. Yeah. I, I got to be there for one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which – the Pittsburgh one, it scares me a little bit. It's the day after Christmas. It's going to be cold as fuck. Oh, yeah. yeah but it's it's going to be bad. I ain't trying to go out and sit in three-degree weather. Nah. We uh, they play Dallas. November. November 21st. That's going to be cold. Which that's that's probably going to be cold as shit. Let's see when they, when they got Denver at home. That one might be a little bit warmer. And then, Chance, we can go to that one. But I fucking doubt it. They get <laughs> – No. December 5th. It's going to be cold as fuck. Yeah. 
that's uh, that's over three. So you can get a less cold ass whip of my Dallas in November if you want to go. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, I'd rather just not be cold and sit in this garage right here and just hammer keystones and and white calls and Michelos, whatever you hand me. I'd rather hammer all those and watch it on this TV where I can turn the heater on in this garage and be all right and have you guys by my side and just not say a word because we're beating y'all's ass so fucking bad. So what's your record prediction? So at the at the absolute minimum. I swear to God, if you say 17 and 0. At the absolute <laughs> minimum, 14 and 3. Absolute minimum. That's reasonable. I would what? say I would say what I that's at the minimum. What I think is legit going to happen is they'll rest everybody the last game against the Chargers and probably lose that game. So and then they'll have one more hiccup somewhere else. I'll say 15 and 2. I think that's fucking ridiculous. I think you lose. What what has that team done the last two years? But stomp everyone. I think they lose four games at least. And and, and I have a bet board in this fucking garage. Yeah. Until proven otherwise, I think the Chiefs are the team to beat. I I think with a healthy offensive line, I don't think the Buccaneers keep pace with them. I mean that was they showed that was showed in the the regular season game where Tyreek Hill scores three goddamn touchdowns in the first 10 minutes of a game. Yeah, he's yeah. a different He's a different. Well, 200-something yards and three yeah. tutties in I, the first quarter. The, the Chiefs are the team to beat. I don't give a shit that the Buccaneers brought back all 22 starters. Uh, the Chiefs are the team to beat. And let's not – we can't hide from the fact, even though Pat didn't have a line, he also had fucking three touchdowns dropped. That changes Pat, the whole yeah. outcome of that game. You know what I mean? Like Motherfucker pulled a pirouette through a dime to the corner of the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if those are caught, which they were catchable balls. Right. Right. If those are caught, like, who fucking knows what happens? Right. You know what I mean? Like, without an offensive line. And and I've said it in three podcasts now, like, that line is unbelievably better than what it was last year. This is going to be fun when we talk about it halfway through the season. Yeah. No, this will be this yeah. when y'all revisit it. Yeah. yeah. When we talk about it when the Chiefs are 8 0. When the Chiefs have lost two games already and no. you said they'd only lose three. Yeah. So, so are the Cowboys on the schedule? Yeah. It, you're a Cowboys fan, so I understand what you're saying. You have to say it. But in that fucking heart of yours and in that brain of yours, you know it's not fucking happening. <laughs> like, you, you know it's not. Yeah, you know. That, that's hard to come back from because uh, I do got to shake the heart and brain. <laughs> <laughs> just super fucking spicy man because fuck you and the Chiefs <laughs> but it but it is hard for me to argue that though yeah I I honestly God don't think 15 and 2 is being asinine wait and but they do get they do get Buffalo like that's one that that is very losable yeah because they're good as fuck and then who hell who knows if Derrick Henry runs for fucking 500 on them which is very possible but, but they have a history of shutting Derrick Henry the fuck down right they they do have a history of that, and they just uh, they just got that Vikings quarterback cornerback for he's a first rounder and they got him for absolutely nothing. Yeah. Mike Hughes got him for a sixth and a seventh. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll, we'll take those. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else on on the NFL? Anybody want to add to the schedule? To to any of it? This is Ben's last chance. My heart is going out to him. If he doesn't do shit this year. He's fucked. The Steelers are fucked. Uh, so uh, let's let's hope for the best. Hashtag right. New Browns. Yeah. yeah. Are you ready? Are Never you... that. <laughs> Never that. Hey, I'll give you a hot take real quick for to end balls deep. 
Pittsburgh finishes last in that division this year. You're hot. I don't think it's that hot. I don't think it's that hot either. Over, coming over coming from a bunch of Baker Mayfield fans. I don't know if I can say they'll finish <laughs> Cincinnati the is garbage. A garbage <laughs> franchise. They don't have an indoor facility. They are garbage. They're going to kill Joe Burrow, and they're going to finish last. I think they have the upside to be better than that, but in reality, they're not, they didn't draft well to protect him. They got him his wide receiver. He's going to die in that backfield. <laughs> The reason why I heard the reason why the Bengals are better than the Steelers is because of Joe Mixon. Okay, okay. whenever you okay. got a Sooner on yes. your squad, how many Sooners does the Steelers have? Uh, Trey Norwood, at least one. Okay, it, fucking Trey Norwood. Coin flip. He's the he's the only one that would make a play in OU secondary. So I'll give you that. No, <laughs> I, I, I'm super stoked on that. Getting the tall corner. Like, yeah, that's, that's that's a good pickup. Sixth round, not bad. Seventh round. Yeah. Definitely better than Brown. Trey Norwood or Joe Mixon? Give me Joe Mixon. Yeah. So, hot take, Steelers finish last in that division. I appreciate that for the, the, the podcast I'm on. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Pennsylvania guy. And I, agree. I agree with that. <laughs> Chance, you got anything else? I'm good, man. TJ? No, I'm good. I just uh, appreciate you guys having me on. It was uh, it was fun. I enjoyed it, and I want to do it again. Come college football season, where the whole hour and a half is all college football, and I'm in. I want to have I'll, I'll add I want to have TJ back on because this dude knows his fucking shit, man. It's he's yeah. awesome to have on for sure, man. And and we we appreciate the hell out of you coming on, TJ. Um, we know that we know you're a busy man, especially you know you're talking about you got a baseball tournament tomorrow with your son and. Um, Let's, we'll go ahead and shout out Acker, Acker Motorsports. Like, y'all go check them out. Uh, if, you know, your sons your sons do a lot of racing. Uh, shout out to Acker Motorsports. And we can't thank you enough, brother. Like, we can thank you as much as you want for coming on the podcast and you know your shit. But said at the beginning of this, we can't thank you enough for what you did. You know, coming back from deployment, you know, we hope, we hope everything's going well on coming back. Um, we support everything, everything that you do. We're we're always here for you, brother. You you got a brother in us for for serving our country, and we we appreciate it so much, brother. I appreciate you guys. Uh, like I said, it means a lot. To have support from back home and three dudes that I never met before. But I feel like I know y'all pretty much my whole life because the stories I've heard about you guys are endless, <laughs> literally endless stories. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we got some good ones, some drunken ones at that. Yeah. <laughs> I, heard, I heard most of those, I feel like. Yeah, that's yeah. probably the only ones you got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice bird, buddy. <laughs> that's probably the only one you got. You, you didn't get any of them on. I think we're all pretty decent human beings. You probably didn't get any of our just normal day life stuff, all the drunken shit. Yeah, it was all bad. Hey, I'm, just, <laughs> hey, I'm, just glad to, I'm just glad to be able to walk away from this with my shoes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And shout out to our to our other guest this week, Barry Parks, Western Avenue Tattoo, Drew the logo. I mean, our listeners out there, they're probably they're probably friends with him, you know, out there on on Facebook. You see his work. I mean, we all wear it. Yeah, yep. every one of us, every one of us got tattoos by him, and that's 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 you know a sediment in itself that you know us promoting his tattoo. Like we all got his work on our body. And Walking the walk, boy. Absolutely, man. And and Barry, we appreciate the hell out of you coming on. I know, um, especially when it comes to college football, which we didn't get into much. Like, 
we could get very heated on that, but um, and and we we appreciate the hell out of you coming on, brother. No, I'm I'm glad to be here. I'm glad I could finally make it on here, and uh, I'm sorry I couldn't add too much to the beginning of the podcast. But when we talk about football, I feel like I'm I'm much more in a a happy place there. So I look forward to coming back during football season. I'm I'm more of a pro guy. I keep up with all the fantasy stuff. So uh, I look forward to having those conversations with you come uh, come football season. And because, I mean, historically, the Steelers have been better than OSU. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> that is 100% the reason that I'm more of a pro fan. 100%. It's hard to argue OSU sometimes. Yeah, oh, God. But but to his defense, he will he will go down I, that road. I'll he'll do my damnedest. He'll, he'll lay on that sword if he has to. Let's do this, Gundy. Hey, and this, I, this has been a great episode. Um, again, this has been episode 12 of Balls Deep. I'm your co-host, Zach Wonderly, joined by co-host Chance Rich. Chance, I appreciate the hell out of you, brother. I'm glad to have you back this week. Don't ever leave me like that again, dude. <laughs> okay, I love you. I was lost without you, brother. <laughs> Sorry, bro. But I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna see you in like T minus 13 hours, and I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna see you then. I can't fucking wait either. <laughs> and joined by also our other co-host David Burgess. You know, and and I tell David. I've told him a thousand times now, but since we got Acker on too, I don't want to leave it out. I appreciate your service as well, David, once again. Um, I appreciate hey, you coming back again, brother. Yes, sir. Hey, it's always a pleasure, man. We had some great guests this week. Uh, really good to have Chance back. Looking forward to doing it again. Absolutely. We will holler at you guys next week. Again, this has been Balls Deep. <laughs>